PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is season four, covering everything from obsessions and cults to near-death experiences and a war that never happened. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Hello everyone and welcome to Paltzcast. In this podcast, we'll find people's niche obsessions and deep dive into how they discovered it and why they became fascinated with it. Reality TV is extremely popular and has grown in admiration since the 2000s. And in today's episode, we will be talking about the famous competitive reality TV show called Survivor. In this episode, we'll learn about the concept behind the show and discuss with superfans about the lore of this niche infatuation. The first official competitive reality TV show like this one derived from a Swedish television company that created a show called Expedition Robinson, which aired in 1997. Following its success, British television producers Mark Burnett and Charlie Parsons created the U.S. version called Survivor. The American version first aired in 2000 and has gone on for over 40 seasons. The show is about a group of individuals who are sent to an isolated location where they must provide basic survival necessities for themselves and their tribe, while also competing in challenges for rewards and immunity. Throughout the show, Contestants are eliminated from the game by their fellow teammates, and the one remaining player wins. Hello everybody, I am Brianna. And I'm Alex. And we we are are your your hosts hosts for this this episode. episode. We are also here with our amazing producer Allison and our fabulous recordist Rowan. Today we will be interviewing Jacob. Jacob, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. My name is Jacob. I go to SUNY New Pulse. I'm a senior. And uh, I am quite a fan of the game of Survivor. Awesome. Thank you, Jacob. So I guess we'll jump into our first question, which is, is the Survivor fan base big, or do you think it's a much smaller community? So honestly, I think that the Survivor community has kind of fluctuated over the years. When the show first started out, it was a huge success. It was very much in the cultural zeitgeist. I mean, I was negative one the time that it was first released, or right around, because I think it was first aired in 2000. But over the course of its lifespan, it started to climb, climb, climb. It seemed like when I was in elementary, middle school, everyone of all ages was watching Survivor. As the years went on, though, it seemed like the community definitely dwindled a bit, and it's lost some of its popularity. But with COVID and a lot of people binge-watching shows and looking back on some of their previous favorites, I find a lot more people are starting to watch Survivor again. When did you first start watching Survivor? Probably, like, honestly, when I was, like, four or five years old. My father, shout out to Bobby Sampson. He He was actually going to be on Survivor the first season, but he was severely injured because he was a former Green Beret, got a bunch of screws and stuff in his knees. But because of that, he always had this intense love for the show. And by the time I was kind of conscious, he was able to just get us hooked. Awesome. I want to talk more about that. How did he find out about Survivor and want to go on it? 
So I would have to ask him specifically how he found out about it, but my dad has always been into very survival shows, anything that has to deal with basically his military background and training. And so once it was pitched to him that like, look, we're looking for people who, you know, have survival skills, social skills, and are just looking to go on this fun little game show that will send you to South America, you know, for 39 days. He loved the idea. He's got really, really interested, but then, uh, like I said, he, he's got screws all on his knees, his ankles, his elbows. He is a very broken man, but that's for another day. Have you made any new friendships or relationships from being in this fandom? So honestly, not really. When I meet someone and we both have the commonality that we love Survivor, you know, it's a, it's a fun little back and forth. Like, oh, you know, I love this season. You love this season. But apart from that, I can say that the Survivor community is, is one that's really deep-rooted where you go out and find each other to talk about Survivor. It's more just like you stumble across it. What's your favorite season and contestant? And have you ever had any feuds with anybody about disagreeing opinions? That's a loaded question, because I could answer a lot of those parts in a multitude of ways. To, to not even go into my favorite, but to talk about like fans versus favorites, heroes versus villains, heroes versus villains too, fans versus favorites too. They have created a way at this point, now that they're 43 seasons in, there have been so many contestants to be on the show of Survivor that you get all different personality types, all different characters even that some of the best seasons are the ones that you're able to handpick all of those interesting characters, you know, like a, a Russell Hans. I'm a villain. I think villains are smarter than heroes. A coach. Villains that are pretty reviled by the Survivor community, but anytime you throw them on a season, you know that it's going to be interesting. If I want to transition to a personal favorite players, I would say two of my favorite, and it just so happens that I watched a season that had both of them on it, is Ozzy. The way I play this game, as soon as someone makes a move against me, that's it. I'm gonna do whatever I can to get them out as fast as I can. From Survivor Cook Islands, which is one of my favorite seasons, and Coach, who's originally from this season that I can never pronounce. Call me whatever you want to, because at this point in time, I feel brilliant. It's Survivor season 18 for anyone who's interested from the one season I watched. I watched Fans versus Favorites with oh, okay. like Ozzy, Natalie. Women are the smarter gender. I'm not super feminist. I'll let you open my door. I'm good. And like Eric, that was so fun. Me and my friends, we binge watched it in like two days. I think it's pretty addicting, especially if you first start watching it. Do you have a character or someone that was in the cast that you absolutely hated? Oh my god, I mean, yeah. So if, if I'm really looking back there, there's, there's always going to be tons and tons of people. And for a multitude of reasons. Because for me personally, I love anyone that is strategic. And, you know, if you can play the game well, like Ozzy, the reason he's so beloved is because he is very, very arrogant. He is very, very egotistical. But he can catch everyone's fish. Today we caught... 11 fish, and I caught nine of them. I'm happy being the sole provider of this tribe. He is an absolute behemoth when it comes to individual immunity challenges. So watching Ozzy play is so fascinating, so interesting, because you kind of don't like him as a person, but he's just so good that you can't help but respect him. 
That being said, someone like Russell Hans that I mentioned earlier is just the definition of just an awful human being. Because they don't mind stabbing somebody in the back to get where they want to get. It's a fact. It's a proven fact. Google it. He lives to provoke. He lives to just make people uncomfortable, make them feel just a bit out of place. And because of that, it starts to exceed the point of, okay, we're playing a game, manipulate people, outwit, outlast, outsurvive, of course. But when you start to attack people's character and you start to affect them outside of the realm of the game, well, now you're just playing into the reality drama of the situation, which is what I hate most about Survivor. So do you think that playing the social game is more important or more of the physical challenges? So that's that's a really good question because I think it really depends upon what season you're on. So Survivor Cook Islands, which is one of the best, it's the season that originally had a lot of fan favorites like Ozzy, Yule, Harvity, it has people like Penber, all very titans of the Survivor game. And spoiler alert for anyone who's listening, I'm going to have to talk about the finale. The reason why I think it's such a good season is because it's one of the only times where two incredibly worthy competitors could have easily won the game. The difference was that Yule was a strategist. It was a huge risk that we took, um, but this is how I wanted to play the idol. I wanted to play it at a point in time where it, you know, resets the entire game in your favor. And it worked. He played a lot more of the social game. He worked a lot with alliances. There was a lot of backstabbing. There was a lot of manipulation while still staying loyal to his original group. Ozzy, like I said, he was just immunity behemoth. If it ends up being me that goes home, that's how it happens. But I don't think it's going to be me. I think it's going to be somebody else. And so the ending vote was between, well, someone who played the game perfectly socially and someone who played the game perfectly just the game itself. We're now down to two people. Yule, who dominated strategically like maybe nobody else ever has. Ozzy, who dominated physically, fair to say, like nobody ever has. It comes down to one vote left. So how do you really weigh who deserved it more? It really was up to the jury. And so there's times when you have people who are immunity challenge behemoths like this who don't win because they were perceived as not nice, are chosen strictly because they weren't nice, opposed to someone like Boston Rob, who is notorious for manipulating people, but he won because he was so good at manipulation. Matt shaking the opposition's hand after we lost the challenge is despicable. When we just got our asses kicked, not once, but twice, back to back, I'm not going over to the other team and giving them hugs and kisses. Is the backstabbing element of the show something that hooks you in and makes you stay to watch more? Oh, naturally, naturally. At the end of the day, you know, you could call Survivor a game show as much as you want, but a large portion of Survivor is the fact that it is a reality show. Now, I think as the show progressed, that reality aspect definitely increased and become a bit of a melodrama, but they know that one of the best things to watch as a viewer is backstabs, is blindsides. I mean... One of the most boring things that could happen in this show is when one team wins all the immunity challenges, so they head into the merge with the numbers advantage. They beat the other team, and then there was like four or three of them who formed an alliance in the beginning, and they slowly pick out everyone else. It's just boring. No one wants to watch that when you just watch the most successful team, the most successful player, just get everything that they want. One of the most biggest instances 
of Survivor is this character, Cochran. I am by far the most Survivor savvy player ever to play the game. I've never missed a single episode. Because he's this Survivor super fan. He's very nerdy. He's very supposedly like weak and just the most stereotypical 2010 mama's boy who goes to Harvard. He does a blind side that completely changes the trajectory of the game. And it was incredible to watch because you saw someone who's getting picked on. You saw someone who feasibly was probably gonna get voted out first end up completely altering the direction of the game where the other team, those three ended up going to the final because of Cochran's one move. So like all the backstabbing, all the manipulation, sure it may be a little bit of melodrama, but that's what keeps people coming back for more. You don't wanna just see like people competing. So I know the Survivor community has been kind of getting upset with more recent seasons because they've been kind of handpicking people with sob stories, so to speak. So do you think fans now are kind of straying away from new seasons because of the way it's being produced? Yeah, I have to say 1,000% because I'm even one of those people. I don't know if I could say it strictly because of the, the sob story element. It definitely is a part of it, though. But the show has been on for 43 seasons. They release basically two seasons per year. Over the past 23 years, it's very hard to stay innovative. And in doing so, they started to push the envelope a little much. So like starting around season 20 or something, you had the introduction of Redemption Island, which was interesting for the time because once you get voted out, instead of getting actually voted out, you get sent to Redemption Island. And if you can keep beating people in one-on-one -on -one challenges, eventually at the merge, you'll come back into the game. However, after 20 seasons of keeping that, they needed something new. And so you're just seeing all of these gimmicks come into place. You're seeing all of these very melodramatic, just whether it be emotional stories, whether it be they're clearly playing up the action on the island because they know that, well, if I scream at you, that I'm gonna get more screen time. And so the fact that Survivor's kind of become this cultural phenomenon as well as just a popular show, it just feels very produced. So you think it's kind of taking away from the originality of the original show? Exactly. If you watch season one, it's honestly kind of painful because the game is so raw that it's almost uninteresting to watch. The first winner of the entire show, this guy Richard Hatch, the reason he won was because 15 days in, he goes, guys, what if we form an alliance and all of us vote together to get people that we all want out? And they all go, you're crazy. That's not going to get you anywhere. Guy ended up winning the show because he had the innovative idea to form an alliance. Getting worked up. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. So would you ever go on Survivor if you had the opportunity? And do you think other fans do too? Or do you think they like kind of just watching the chaos from the comfort of their own home? I think it's very much an individual question. Because I'll give you a good example with me and my girlfriend, Wash. When she gets home from work, I get home from school. We sit down, make some dinner, watch some Survivor. I would love to be on Survivor. To me, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to go like 40 days, just go to some island, maybe win a million dollars, but even not get to run through some obstacle courses, get to experience like what it's like to just live primitively on an island. You get to meet Jeff Propes, who's a great man. <laughs> that being said, I know a lot of people who watch it who go, this is fun to watch, but like my girlfriend, we just watched an episode where they had to eat bugs. 
She's like, I would have been voted out immediately because I would just refuse. I don't want to eat rats. I don't want to eat bugs. I don't want to have to struggle to survive. So I think it's definitely a lot easier said than done, but I would have to presume most people would want to be on the show. But I think it's really up to the individual. Lastly, uh, do you think you could win the show if you were on the show? Oh, 1,000%. (laughs) Like, I I go into rants about this all the time with my friends. I genuinely, maybe it's my own crux, but I think to win the game of Survivor, you need to believe that you can win. And I genuinely think that I could go very far, at least past merge, because physically, look, I'm nothing special. I know that. But in terms of puzzles, in terms of logical analysis, and in terms of the social game and manipulation, I think I would do great with that, personally. This has been so much fun. It has been. It's awesome getting a perspective from like someone who's really into the show instead of just kind of us getting the background and hearing it from other people, but this is a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing your obsession with us. It was really nice having you on our show. Thank you very much for having me. This episode of PaltzCast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz's DMJ333's podcasting class. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.